Welcome to the IT Collab, the podcast where the realms of community and collaboration intersect to revolutionize the delivery of IT managed services. I'm your host, Brandon Barnes. Whether you are an experienced IT professional seeking to expand your skill set or a visionary business leader in search of innovative solutions, we have you covered. Our experienced guests, comprising of industry veterans and thought leaders, will offer invaluable perspectives and insights to guide you through the dynamic landscape of IT. So, let us embark on this thrilling journey together. Let's go! Hey everyone, today I am joined by RJ, the sales guy. I like his perspective. Um, he has been doing sales in the realm of IT for a little over a year, starting to get the acumen, kind of understand what everything is uh, about in that realm. But I really like his opinion because he's still learning, he's growing in the industry, so please bear with him. What I love about it is he's raw, and he really kind of brings a different real perspective that maybe an every, everyday person would bring, right? Uh, once again, my name is Brandon Barnes. Um, I'm really glad that you joined us. RJ, welcome to the podcast. Brandon, thanks for having me. Perfect. I'm hoping this adds to my vernacular and verbiage. Of? The IT industry. The IT industry. All right. So, RJ, today um, we're continuing our quest to ask people what is IT security. Let's do this. All right. right. Unless that was the first question, that then I might need that, a lot ball. Might need one a little easier. That is the first question. What is it? IT security, within my perspective, is the way that a company manages their, I'm going to say, licensing, emails, and probably most importantly, their individual data for themselves and their customers and clients would be my guess. Firewalls, I'm sure, comes in here somewhere. Okay. Keep going. Well, Anything else? So you're saying licensing? Well, I'm imagining that you have to have certain licensing to be able to put things in certain places, but a buzzword that continues to come around as I'm meeting with clients and talking to a lot of you guys is compliance. Compliance. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> guessing that within the security world, there's a lot of Cyber hacks, data breaching, okay, even people like throwing viruses and malware. Or I heard sometimes you can actually have your data like hijacked by some dude across the country, across the world, and he won't give it back until you send them money, which seems awfully terrible to me and unfathomable. Perfect. I, I mean, it's a good start. I think you've been around me a little bit more. You've heard some stories now that you've talked to clients, right? And you've heard that things happen. Um, to break it down for people, we really like to talk about the stories. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to explain it that way. Uh, the, the easiest and simplest way I could start off with is you're right that licensing is actually included in this because the type of licensing you buy Let's go. Right. <laughs> the type the type of licensing you buy can help in a way because it could include some security features, right? And that's where you have let's say you you, you buy a Microsoft 365 E5, right? We're talking a whole different language here. Yep. But it's True. The, the big enchilada 
licensing they include like identity protections you know secure score i mean they just layer it on thumbprints to get into your emails uh that's different oh that's different i feel we're just starting we're starting base level man all right we're trying to really make this simple because it's so in depth that um it's it's hard to get to everything the truth is security is layers and layers and layers and layers because it could be through email it could be through the firewall is it your network security is it this and everyone wants to put it like, well, I have antivirus. Eh, it doesn't solve all the issues, right? And it's funny because you talked about people getting hacked. Yep. And it's called ransomware. The two most common hacks or breaches or attacks right now in order to get money. Number one, ransomware. They somehow get into your system. And if they're able to, they will encrypt everything in your environment. So what's encryption? Do you know? I need to ask first. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Ransomware. Yeah. That's not the technology or the security that's put in place to stop being taken for ransom. That's literally the thing that they put on your computer is, oh, I just had some ransomware hit my environment. They call it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a word. Okay. Right? But the truth is what they do is they call it ransomware. Because it's even happened to mom and pops or grandmas and grandpas and things like that, where it even happens to small people on a singular level okay. versus businesses. However, with a business, a business can essentially, unless you're a billionaire or some kind of big person, you really um, will get more money from a business than you would, you know, Sammy down the street. Exactly. Old dude, right? Yep. So it's a business. And the way they run this is you you have to pay them to get access to your data. So say they what they do is that they just encrypt. So somehow they get on your machine, they get administrator access, and they just encrypt everything they possibly can. That's it. Hmm. And, and then they put a little text file right next to it, and it says, "Please call here to get your ransomware." <laughs> That's how they do it. Feels like that'd be getting mail like from the post office, where it's like send six hundred dollars yeah. inside of yeah. this envelope. And you'll win the sweepstakes. It sounds it's very awfully much, fishy. It's very much. It is very much a un. It's bad. I mean, like it's who would do? It's a it's a horrible way to make a living, in my opinion. Sure, but it happens nonetheless. And the companies we serve and we seek out yeah. are needing yeah. people to help keep them it, from having this happen because this can happen it, to it, anyone. It, okay, so let's just put it this way. And this is where I'm going to completely circle back to compliance here. Nowadays, the, one of the things I ask is, do you have cybersecurity insurance? Why? Because let's say, for instance, these casinos just got hacked in Las Vegas. Hmm. Millions, That's... billions, millions, billions. Like, If you know that you're taking down huge corporations, they took down the city of Atlanta with encryption. They took down, uh, it was... Uh, one of the major utility companies around Denver. And when they took that down, they didn't pay the ransom. And so it's faster to pay the ransom because what they do is they run this like a legitimate business. So if for a company, you have cybersecurity insurance. The first thing I'm going to ask is where's your backups? Because your backups are a massive, massive um, help. If you have offsite backups that, I, that can't be encrypted somewhere else okay. and I can recover it, you might've lost a day or two of work. And does that keep it from having to pay the ransom? You're like, yeah, cool, well, we'll just I, start over because we have all I this did stuff. This for, so this company no longer exists. It was a, a, an energy company, gas, uh, oil and gas. And they had this thing called the Barracuda Backup. And it just backed up their files. 
every day. And what it, what, what it allowed in the backup realm is that I could literally recover everything on their server within an hour. But what it only did is it backed up, it was like a day behind because it would back up that night. So if they, they did, got, they got encrypted twice until I'd had to go in, find out where the hell this is coming from because it was Susie in the corner that clicked on an email oh, that then wow. installed on her machine that then went in and like got to their little server. And uh, you know what? It happened. But then we figured out, I, I kept saying, hey, we got to put other things in place here sure. to prevent. Um, but we were able to recover and they never had to pay anything. Um, and same thing, same thing happened at another place. I'm not going to say their name um, where they got, they got breached four times and they, they have really good backups. So then they, they didn't, they're like, oh, we're fine. And it was finally the fourth time where they actually got affected more. And they started to put more things in place because they had more regulations. And that's where um, other companies, uh, if I go on there, I go, well, I have back. I'm good at backups, but it's only on site. They have a, all their backups are right there in their environment, not off site, no nothing. Won't those be taken advantage of just as the, well? The keys to recover their backups through Veeam were encrypted. <laughs> so therefore, their backups are jacked. Huh. They end up having to pay the first time um, they had to end up. Uh, basically going and with through. So what happens is you, you call your insurance company unless you have cash on hand, you go to your insurance company and the cyber cybersecurity ins- insurance people will actually meet with these people, the thieves, the thieves. And usually like, most common places, they are Eastern European, uh, somewhere in the Russian, you know, R- Russia, Yugos, you know, Czechoslovakia area. <laughs> it's not regulated the same. <laughs> and it's and, not like Carl and Thornton. Yeah. It's Sorry, well, Carl. It could be. If you're it could be. Like, he just puts on accent like this. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> I don't gosh. know. I, I don't know. And they run this like a legitimate business. They will say, "Okay, well, well, we'll give you the money." Once they give them the money, they'll test the key, the encryption key, and then they'll come through and they'll basically unencrypt everything, and that's how they run it. And then the security company comes back and checks and makes sure there's nothing else there to try and attack again. But th- I've seen a couple times where they've had, they left some back doors open. This seems brutal. It is. And awfully scary. It is something that people, especially with a local server environment, are more prone to, especially the older environments are easier to get to. Now, um, I heard of, just like you and I were, you know, were talking to a, a person the other day, where they said all their computers were reset, right? That's yeah, I think it's a factory reset, factory back to like start factory, over. right? That means that someone somehow got in to this IT company's backdoor and they got into the cloud realm of the machine management and just start hitting reset, reset, oh. reset. I don't even like when my phone, I have to put the new apps on the homepage. Oh, man. It's, so what's happening now is now that people are paying a lot of money for these breaches to get their stuff unencrypted, the insurance companies are now making people be more compliant. So you have to have MFA. You have like they're going to give you a checklist of things that your company has to sign off on. Hmm. Your IT person has to say, "Yep, we did this." And now you're holding your managed service company, your IT guy, whoever responsible, and you're saying, "Are these things done?" And this is the weird part. I've seen owners go, "I just want the insurance sign off." Well, it's a catch twenty two. Like if you say that you have this stuff, but it's actually not in place. And then you get hacked again. Guess what? They're not going to pay. So yeah, that seems like insurance fraud. That's why they make you go through physicals before they give you health insurance. Oftentimes, (laughs) right? Because I just can't own a business and be like, oh yeah, I do all that stuff. Yeah, take care of me when I get my stuff jacked. Yeah. How much are these 
So like ballparking, how much are they asking for? So the largest amount I've seen for a company that I will not speak of that I have seen, and like I said, I am not with like massive corporations. I do not know how much these casinos are getting robbed for. I've heard they let them turn on one casino. I've heard all kinds of rumors. I don't know. I'm speculating. Um, a large corporation in Denver area who totally avoided this, the backlash of this. Um, they asked him for five mil. The city of Atlanta was two million. This From, makes no I, sense. Pre- I, I, we should we should do our research and let's let's make sure we back that up. But I'm pretty sure I know for a fact that one was five. That one for sure was five. Deep dive. Yeah. Just saying, it maybe would cost five thousand, maybe ten thousand a month if you're like the most secured company with a business, and these guys are like, eh, it's okay to just skirt around the issue when it might cost them five mil. The common theme that I've seen across the board is no one cares about security until they care about security. I, <laughs> it is not a good selling point. Let's be, let's be real. If I go talk to someone, no one cares. No one wants to talk about it until they're like, well, maybe we should be. Or, hey, we were thinking about doing this. Uh, we, we, no. You know that we are more pro- we were very proactive. Absolutely, that's not and a sales. This is not a sales thing. It's a hey, guess what? I don't want you to come to me because it's a lot of work that I spent over Christmases. Like literally through Christmas, I was helping a company unjack themselves from a, an encryption. I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> to be truthful, I would rather be proactive, not this like oh my god, let's go save ourselves. So I'm I'm all about you have to almost keep for let's put it this way. I have a few customers, well, we have a, a good amount of customers who do, we call it proactive security improvement, right? Um, or security proactive improvement, whatever you want to call it. We spend at least five hours a month, five hours a month, just going and turning on some switches and making sure that things are secure. That's it. It's nothing like crazy because you can't really flip switches on all over the board and just be like flip, 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 flip. And then you come back and everything's broke. You have to have functionality versus security. Like there's a whole balance between this because you want people to be secure, but you also want functionality because people need to do their job. So question as the way you even introduced me, the sales guy. Yeah. When I'm trying to communicate, and this is fascinating, by yeah. the way. So thanks for sharing this. It's a little scary. But as I'm trying to communicate with some of these small businesses yeah. who don't have a director of IT or some don't even have like an IT manager, yeah. who do I need to reach out to? Like who is okay. in charge of like being like, hey, have you guys checked on this? Because yeah, smaller companies, it's the it's the CFO or the owner. But you know, do they even know to yeah. like double check? Okay. we. This is the most common thing we hear. We don't care. Oh We're my gosh. Fine. Like we, you, we'll bring it up. I want people to sign a piece of paper that says, hey, like, I really want them to know. I, I do care. Here, here's what I'm going to tell you. Mm. For the smaller companies that are all cloud-based and they think they're fine, there's another common hack. Um, and this is the email hijacking. Okay? And you're like, oh, well, it's just email. No, actually what they do is it's, it, it ranges from, hey, we just sent a, they're in your email, and they just watch. Okay. You don't even know they're there. You didn't. I don't want to turn on MFA. I don't want to do this. You know, multi-factor and and the 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 reason why multi-factor is important is that someone's logging into your account. It pops up your multi-factor on your phone and says approve or deny yeah. or the number and yes, because if they're logging in and you didn't sign in, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't do this. 
It's not me. And then it can lock down your account and you know that someone else is in your account. If you don't turn that on, you don't know who's logged in from anywhere else. Um, there's this thing called identity protection where it says, hey, I can. I just saw that it, it, it's smart, it's AI. It says, someone just logged into your account in China and in Kansas. That's impossible travel time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Even, even farther, I mean, there's even closer, like you're in Denver and then all of a sudden you're in, in Washington or in New York. It's impossible travel time and it says, please verify who you are. That's not, it's nothing crazy, but there's smart things you put in place to verify. And what happens with these smaller companies that I see a lot is not the encryption because they don't have a ton of data. What they do is they'll sneak in there and I've seen it. You, you also put another layer of security on, right? And you're like, okay, well, we have MFA, we're good. Um, then you have, they're, they're sitting there watching through an RSS feed or something from your email and they go, we know the accounts payable person. <laughs> and they sit there, hold on, it gets better. So then they'll come through and they'll wait for the perfect time and they'll actually go through it and they'll say at the right, at the right time, they're waiting and they'll say, we just changed our, you know, our EFT or they'll ask for some kind of um, wire transfer and the wire transfers will come in and say, the wire transfer is here. We just changed it. Hey, Susie. And the email looks the same, right? So it actually either, either A, they're in their email. Emailing and, from their own email. Yeah, yeah they, because if you're not secure, they're in their email in the web console because you can just do it through the web, outlook. You know, whatever.com or Google or whatever. It can, 100% it can be Google too. Um, so it looks valid. Huh. 100% looks valid. And they, they come through or it comes externally where they look like the person, it looks like they were, um, they, we put security on a company, right? And we put all this MFA and stuff on it. And instead, what they did is they changed two letters, <laughs> two, two letters, and they own the domain name that looked almost exactly the same as these people. And the registrar is like in China or something like that, so you can't really go after them or do anything like this. And so they switched it, and so almost like, because well, flip of the eye, you don't see these I and the E flipped. In the, in the name, and they'll say, please make this payment to this wire, blah, 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 blah. And the, um, for smaller companies, I've seen it $10,000. I've seen $5,000. And then on the bigger companies, the largest one I saw, just in, like you're talking mid-sized guys, right? So you don't think about it. You kind of, they sit there and watch, like what is an average transaction rate? What is, what is an average you know, size of a transaction? Um, I have seen $200,000 paid out by a company. Um, and then they, then it happened again for another hundred thousand. And then right shortly there, because it always happens in these cycles, another company paid $500,000, half a million dollars, just in an email request, but the bank stopped it and said, wait a minute, are you sure you want to do this? Wise bank. Yeah. And I think I've failed some of these email tests from our IT guy. I mean, we're a whole yeah. company full of IT guys, but it's training, right? I'm pretty, Yeah. Okay. Unless I need to go tell somebody something that I did really dumb. But I've noticed, like, I'll click on something, then I'll send this little guy will pop up and be like, you just failed. You need to take this test. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so bad at this sometimes. I'm getting better, but... That's the, that's the whole point. That's at least proactive. Like, testing and training. User, Some companies probably don't even do that. User training is the number one asset to your security. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I'm number, like the number guinea one asset. I'm Num sure. Number one asset. Because if you have actual training and even little by little you're learning that hey i probably shouldn't put a password here <laughs> I, I shouldn't put a thing here right that helps because maybe before i make a you know five hundred thousand dollar transaction via an email request you probably want to go hey let me make sure it has these things but the layers of security when i say layers yep go well 
Number one, let's make sure that it, if it, have you ever seen those emails that say outside your organization? Like this email. At the bottom, this like email, in their signature? Yeah, above or below, and it says this email is coming from outside your organization. That's yeah. the reason why. Because if someone's actually sending, it says, hey, this comes from, this request comes from your owner's name. And it, it's actually like, wait a minute, why does it say that this is coming from outside of my organization? That's not right. Because then there, there's also these ones where they're like, can you go get, it'll say, hey, this is from our owner. And this is to the new person. Can you get these Apple gift cards? Here's my card, you know, go do this. And then sending me back the card numbers. And I hear or, about those all the time. Yeah. And so that's how they get it. So that's just free. You just have this new person coming in. They go do the request, and then they send the numbers back. It's a scam. All of it. All of it is training to go. Uh, some like the the training really says is it misspelled? There's a lot of misspelling, mis like bad punctuation, misspelled words. Hmm. Um, the training has to do with like so these trainings. People are like, I don't want to do them. I'm like, look, it is not that bad. Like, this is the reason why. Seems better than the alternative, for You don't sure. want to be, especially when you're that person. Oh, my gosh. That goes down to the Apple store. It was funny. There was a girl uh, that worked at my last company. She goes, and it was like her first week. She supposedly got this email from the owner. And she goes literally down to the mall over here. And she bought, like, she was in line buying 10 Apple gift, like, the cards for, like, $100 pop. And it's not any 600 bucks. It's still some money, right? She goes in, and the guy at the Apple store says, hey, are you sure you're going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if so, so he, what's your email? Because I need to send he, you something. He said, you just do me a favor. He goes, call your boss real quick and just verify. Because she told him, like, well, my boss said, you know, he goes, why are you buying all these gift cards? Because they see this a oh, lot. I was going to say. If the store alone sees this. They're the ones stopping you? Come on. So sure enough, she calls the boss. And what did it say? He said, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> I didn't ask you. That's hilarious, but sad. But no, but this Because it's not me. But have you ever heard these stories before? Yes, a ton. You and have, actually, a couple you, of my friends have gotten calls saying, hey, we need you to yeah. go and buy a few of these gift yeah. cards and then send them. Send us the numbers over here and we'll be able to help you get the next yeah. job interview or whatever. No. Like something that dumb. Like... No, let's not do that. It's even, and I know we're kind of out of the realm of IT security, but I, I, I went through this whole thing on Facebook to, you know, purchase something, right? And I'm used to, I see this all the time. I see this crazy stuff all the time. And the email basically, or the, you know, there was messaging. I'm like, hey, and he, he, they were basically wanting the money up front, $2,000. And I'm like, mm, no. I was like, I'm willing to pay like a hundred bucks up front to hold it, to hold it. But that's it. And they were like super put. And then it was super weird. They're like, well, send it to this. Zell me the, you know, give me the Zell stuff or give me the vent, like the vent. And so Zell, I was like, wait a minute. I want to talk to you. He's like, I'll talk to you in a minute. I have to work and I have to do this, whatever it is. Then I went online and I was like, I looked up the address and I was like, wait a minute, let me look at the picture of this thing. And then I looked at the address and I was like, this doesn't line up. Like the, the out, cause it was on the outdoor outside of the house. And I was like, wait a minute, this, this doesn't line up. And this is still technically technology, right? Like, yeah. so just be aware, like do the research because it, if Zell actually stopped my hundred bucks and said, this is suspicious, I'm not sending to this. So with companies, you'd ask me and I threw out the word compliance. Mm -hmm. Are they making, like this is becoming mandatory now is what I've been told that I need to become aware of when I talk to new clients is 
there's going to be things they must do or they're not going to be safe for some of their customers. Right. So, I mean, they use acronyms just to keep it really simple and no one's going to care what they say or what they stand for. Um, but we can post this in the, on the site. GDPR is Europe's version. And what that inquires is they're holding companies responsible for any type of breach. So I don't want to hear that the insurance company lost my data and I have to check my credit to make sure that no one's using it. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Europe has now holding They've been holding companies liable for any type of breach. So you have to report it. You have to do those things. And then you're now responsible and on the hook if you're not keeping your client's data safe, mm. right? Yeah. Um, any type of, you know, PI, like any type of intellectual property, IP, things like that, like you're at risk. So you can get fined in Europe by this. So now that it really changed the whole way that um, Microsoft did their business in Europe. And so a lot of companies that do business with Europe have to be GDPR compliant. In America, it's coming. So NIST was the original government standard. So the military standard was NIST. Now it's going to be CMMC, right? Okay, I'm I'm tracking. These are a lot of words I have to right. Google. Yeah, it's fine. But what I'm trying people to, who know them in, know them in a very basic, broad conversation. Um, in the future, American companies are going to be held responsible for the same thing. So you're going to have to, you have to have these things in place to say, yes, I am compliant. I think that's brilliant. Like I have, yeah. I have no words because it's, I'm just sitting here thinking if my gym membership, like if, if my gym got hacked, they'd yeah. have all, most of your information. all my stuff. Well, House. They were social. Address. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Credit card. Don't, like don't. I just hand but things they, out because I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm sure you yeah. want me to get in shape. So why wouldn't you need my social Don't just number? hand stuff out. That's bad. Well, this is a eye-opening experience. It is. I mean, it, it, just being smart. I mean, user training, all the things. You know, with these emails, there's different ways to secure them. So we may talk about these phishing emails. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, go ahead and like put in your password. So for instance, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say names, but someone that controls a lot of stuff in a company. We we put MFA on his phone within the first. This is years ago, actually. By this point. Years ago, right after we did that, like two weeks later, he gets an email. And it wasn't us testing him. It was like a legit, some outside email. And it's like, please put your password in to open up the Adobe file. So he puts in his password to open the Adobe file. Next thing you know, within the, like within 20 minutes to an hour, his MFA is blowing up. And he's like, this isn't me. <laughs> this isn't me. So I'm like, hit deny. And then we actually got to block it out, change his password to those things. Because... When you're just told to enter your password to open a thing, it's a little more like, hey, like just question a little bit. More that than anything, seems, just question it. That seems kind of legit, actually. That's why I'm like I'm not on video here, but staring at you, thinking of all the different times you're like, to open up this file, go ahead and type in your password there, bud. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I always just walk away. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm being honest, and it's making me kind of question everything I've ever done. So. Yes, good idea. Number two. They probably see my bank account and they're like, why don't you message the person? Message the person real quick and say, hey, did you send me this file to open? <laughs> like, if you, you're going to save a lot of pain and heartache, you know, it just, uh, just uh, checking. Okay. <laughs> they probably got in and was like, 
this is actually going to be more work than it's yeah. worth with this guy. We're going yeah. on to the next, the next guy. It's just not to say. Like, uh. I feel like it was funny because like the old viruses that people used to get on the computers. It's just not. No one cares about that anymore. Yeah, pop ups like, used to just yeah. be annoying. You couldn't close them fast yeah. enough. Now it's like it takes your life and ruins your credit and yeah. your entire world's dismantled. This got this got dark pretty quick because oh, I may have taken it there, but it, I think it's serious. It is, it is, and I think what companies don't realize is that to be proactive about it is good. And it doesn't matter if you're like a mortgage spend. company or a yeah spend rock breaking company. Invest, sorry, that's where the keyword invest in your security improvement because that will save you more money in the future. It's not that it, I would say of anything, security is the least like lucrative of our environment. Like it's just not probably it's not pretty. It's not sexy. It's something we constantly do, but it's not like something you can spend. You can't do it all at once. You kind of have to slowly do this and do that and check this box and do this because some of your older stuff doesn't work at the newer. It gets complicated. Yeah. Right. So it goes, are you securing your network? Are you securing your identity? Identity is huge. Right, because identity is a p- huge piece of your security. Um, because if your identity is hacked, like it, it even goes down to um, your ERP systems and your, you know, goes outside. The, can you tie your identity together? Can I? How can I? Like, if you have someone leave your company, how do you know that they can no longer get back into any of your environment? Huh? Because I have, oh, I thank the Lord you weren't asking me because I'm like I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was a question. And to tell you the truth, there was no, that's another security breach where old IT guy leaves said company, logs back into their Azure and just starts deleting everything he possibly could. I was going to say the solution would be that went that went to the that literally went to the cops. Like I, that one did. I would guess it'd be break cell phone, break laptop, <laughs> pray. Or any mixture of those three. Like, uh, oh, we just got rid of that guy. Find his laptop and yeah, shatter it. I hear you. Well, RJ, it's been fun, man. Yeah, this has been it. something. I don't know if fun was the word, but scary <laughs> might be more accurate for my end. All right, everyone. Don't forget to sub- sub- subscribe, like, all the other stuff so that we can be cool on the internet with our iPod and iCast and all the other things in the future. Mm. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye, guys.